Welcome to Plan Empowered Fitness, a podcast for amazing, ambitious women like you who are ready to get in the best shape of their lives. Your host, nutrition and fitness coach, Tamara Marie, will show you how to transform your body with optimal plant-based nutrition and pain-free muscle toning techniques so you can burn body fat, shrink your waistline, and boost your energy without suffering through hours of intense cardio. In every episode, you'll get simple, actionable advice so you can thrive at 35, be fierce over 40, and fabulous at 50 and beyond. Here is your host, Tamara Marie. Welcome to season two of the Plant Empowered Fitness Podcast. I am super excited to bring you this brand new season with all new episodes about everything from how much protein do you really need every day to what workouts you should do to shrink your waistline and speed up your metabolism. I also look forward to bringing you some special guests this season from around the community of nutrition and health and fitness, especially plant-based athletes and other vegan health and nutrition coaches. So If you are not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend that you know is really trying to get in shape this year and you want to make this year the year that you get healthy, that you look and feel good, and that you will not go back to those old bad habits. So I'm super excited to get started. Again, we have so much planned for season two. In this episode, since we're kicking off a new year, I want to talk about the five mistakes most women make when starting New Year's fitness resolutions. And I know we all have different views about New Year's, whether or not we celebrate it, whether or not we even make New Year's resolutions. I know I personally am not super into it, although it is the beginning of a new month and I generally do like to set goals for the month anyway. So it being a new year just gives us another opportunity to reflect on the progress that we've made. So before I get started with these five mistakes, because I really want to make sure you don't make them again, I want you to think back to this time last year. So think about a year ago, last January, what were your goals? Really try to take a minute It might take you a moment to to try to really remember what you were thinking at that time. Maybe you did write down some goals. So maybe if you have a journal or a calendar, you can go back to see what were you doing at this time a year ago, because I think it will start to inform what you plan to do this year going forward. Because if I did something 12 months ago that didn't work, if I do it again now, what is that? The definition of insanity, right? So We want to really reflect on our own behavior, our own patterns, our own thinking, so that we can make changes going forward that'll actually help us get to our goals. So I think it's really important to take a moment to reflect, again, whether or not you're really into New Year celebrations, whether you think it's a holiday that's really legitimate. I personally think the spring is much more a time of renewal because honestly, everything is coming back to life. In the winter, everything is still dead, but that's just me. But either way, it's still a great opportunity, right? Because the calendar has changed over to a new year. It's a great opportunity to reflect and decide what we're going to do going forward. Now, that being the case, you know, there are some pitfalls that you can fall into, especially because there's so much hype around January 1 and, oh, what are we going to do? It's new year, new you, and all this kind of stuff starts coming out. There's a new challenge. There's a new detox. There's a new cleanse. Ugh, all that stuff, right? And some of those things can be good to get you started, but if you're really going to hit your goal or even have a a realistic goal, you have to actually have a plan to sustain long-term how you want to look and feel. So 
one of the first mistakes that people tend to make this time of year is just being way too optimistic, right? Sometimes we get super excited about a goal. Think about anything you started new, right? Maybe it was a new movie you found out about and you were like, oh man, I can't wait till that movie comes out and you're super excited. You have a bunch of energy or maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to start this new class or I'm going to read this new book or I'm going to start a new TV series or whatever it is. We get super excited at the beginning, but that excitement, that initial burst of energy will inevitably fizzle out, right? The movie may be too long. Like if you went to go see Avatar, oh my gosh, I did not because I saw how long it was. I was like, I'm not sitting on my butt for three hours. It's not happening. Um, or if you, you know, were into this TV series, maybe three episodes in, you're like, maybe I should actually get up and take a shower or do something else, right? Like inevitably, right? Even if it's something as simple as watching a show, or if you sign up for a course or a class, right? You're like, I'm going to do yoga every day. And then 15 days into it, you're like, oh man, I don't feel like doing yoga today. I want to go out for a walk. I want to go do something else. I want to hang out with my friends, right? Like inevitably life gets in the way. So one of the problems that can happen at this time of year is because we're super motivated at the beginning of something, we mistake that optimism for energy that will sustain us and motivation that will sustain us throughout the year. So the first thing is just being way too optimistic. And that leads me to the second mistake, not setting realistic goals. Many people set goals that are either too lofty, like I said, oh, I'm going to do yoga every single day, or they're just too broad, right? Like I'm going to lose a hundred pounds and you're like, okay, but how are you going to get there? And when you have a goal that's either way too big or just quite frankly, not sustainable, you can just get frustrated throughout the process and then you eventually will abandon it. Like if you set a goal, like I'm going to lose 50 pounds in 30 days, well, you could possibly do that. It's probably not healthy, Unless you're like David Goggins, which if you don't know who he is, just Google David Goggins. Look look at his YouTube videos. He's absolutely crazy in a good way, right? He's just, he's very intense is what I'll say. And that is like a David Goggins level goal, right? I'm going to do, I'm going to run a hundred miles in three months. I'm going to lose 50 pounds in 30 days. I'm going to do yoga every single day for two hours. Those types of goals tend to set us up for failure because we're setting the bar way too high. Think about anything else that you've done. Now, if you're a type of person who already works out every day, adding yoga to your routine might not be a big deal. But if you're currently binge watching shows on Netflix or just working a lot and running around taking the kids everywhere, you have literally no time in your schedule right now for working out, setting a goal to do something an hour every single day or even five times a week can probably be a bit too much. And it's going to cause you to have to rearrange your life to a point where you are not going to be able to stick with it. So setting an unrealistic goal is another mistake that people make because again, we're juiced up off of all this January one energy, right? And we're thinking that, yes, I'm super motivated now and my motivation is going to last forever. And that's usually just not the case. The third mistake people make is literally just not having a plan at all. They'll just go, oh, I'm going to just, you know, go, I'm going to start going to the gym. I I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Like, hey, what are you going to do for New Year's? What are you doing for your fitness? I'm just going to start going to the gym. Okay, that's a good start, but that's not a plan. Like going to the gym. Okay, well, what are you going to do when you get there? Are you going to take a Zumba class? Are you going to lift weights? Are you going to go to the machines? What machines are you going to use? Which body parts are you training? How often? Those are all important. And 
going to the gym itself is not a plan and neither is going on YouTube and just randomly searching for a workout video or looking at an Instagram influencer say, here is the booty burn workout for 2023. Like that is not a key to success. And you probably already know that because you've probably already done that before. You've tried those workouts and your booty does not look like the girl on Instagram because she's been working out for 10 years to build that much muscle mass, which yes, that is mostly muscle. There's some fat back there too, but there's a lot of muscle under there. She's been working out for 10 years. You just started last week and you're like, why don't I look like her? Because she's probably been lifting heavy weights. She's been doing hip thrust and you are doing a booty band workout. So again, not having a plan or having one of these, you know, non-plans, I can't even call them plans, but just like hopping on whatever is hot at the moment, or you go to the gym and you're like, oh, there's a boot camp class. I'm going to take that. Okay. That's movement, but you're likely not going to stick to it because at a certain point, you're not going to like it anymore. It's going to get boring. It's not going to be fun. The friends that you started taking the class with at the beginning of the year, by February, they're not there anymore. And then you just realize, man, I don't want to be hot and sweaty all the time. Now I got to go wash my hair. I got to take a shower. This is going to take me an hour to do. And it's really not fun. And I'm getting on the scale and the weight's not really going down. And oh my gosh, after I take this super intense CrossFit boot camp murder, murder, murder class (laughs) that I've sweated out, I am so hungry that I ate three cheeseburgers, hopefully beyond burgers, um, but I ate three burgers after that class because I was ravenously hungry and now I've actually gained weight. You're going to be like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to go back to what I was doing before or I don't care. That was a dumb goal. I'm not going to do it, right? So not having a plan or having a horrible plan is really not going to work. The fourth thing that people do, huge mistake, is not even tracking your progress at all. Keeping track of your progress can really help you stay motivated and it can also give you some insight on what's working and what's not. So a quick tip even before you start any new goal is you should track what you're currently doing. So before you say, I'm gonna change the way I eat, write down what you eat every day for at least a week, ideally two weeks. Take some measurements, take some pictures, get on the scale, whatever metric works for you so that you have something to compare. You need a baseline, right? That's just like your starting point. So if you don't know where you're starting from, you really don't know where to go. And so some examples of metrics, you know, you can take waist measurements, hip measurements, you can keep a food log. You don't have to use an app necessarily. I mean, for my clients, I have an app that I use where you just literally can like put your food in and it'll calculate everything for you. But you should also, you could also just take pictures, so that you have a visual diary of what you ate. And I found that to be very effective because you can sort of look at what are your portions like. When you review that that log, you're like, oh my gosh, like I ate an entire pound of potatoes or whatever it was, right? So it just gives you some awareness. And that's really the first step. You can also track your steps. You could track your sleep, how, how many hours you're sleeping. There's all types of little activity trackers you can get pretty cheaply. I don't not I do not have a Fitbit. I personally have a Garmin because it has a one year battery life and I always forget to charge my devices. So I've tried a bunch, but I've stuck with this one for that reason. But anything that you can do to give you some biofeedback, which is just really the markers of, of your body's health and, and progress. So whether it's sleep or steps or what you're eating, you need to track something. Because uh, if you don't track your progress, you'll have no idea if you're making progress. Because like, how do you hit a target if you don't if you don't have one or if you don't even know where you started before you're aiming at it, right? It's really hard to know where you're going if you don't know where you are. So not tracking progress, not having a baseline is another huge mistake that people make. And the last mistake 
is not having a support system. I can't tell you how many times I've started a goal and inevitably talked myself out of it for one reason or another because I did not have support. And this is not just having friends that know about your goal and will keep you accountable. Your friends, hopefully if they're good friends, are going to err on the side of being nice to you and are not going to push you when you need to be pushed. And in fact, if you are that type of friend that pushes people, or if you have a friend like that, you usually don't want to hang out with them, do you? (laughs) The person that's like, are you going to eat that? You're not going to eat a salad? Like you don't want to hang around that person. Um, And they can get pretty annoying. So, and if you have a group of friends, like you all decide you're going to start the year, you're all going to start hiking together or going to, to a class at the gym or going to yoga together, whatever it is. If you have that group of people, what happens when they decide that they don't want to do it anymore? then now you don't have any more accountability and your support system falls apart or it's very dependent upon other people, which can put you in a really uh, precarious position. Like if you want to reach your goal and this is something you want to do, if you don't have consistent support, then you will not make it there. You know, and even if you have like a supportive uh, partner, significant other, spouse, whatever, or if you have a, a best friend or a group of friends that really are into fitness or really into eating healthy and you guys hang out, that is great and you do need that. But often it's not enough if you have a specific goal in mind. So let's talk about some things to do instead, right? Because one, if you're too optimistic, you tend to think that you don't need support. You think, I can do this. I know everything. I know how to eat healthy. I know what vegetables are. Yay. But if you're honest with yourself, you've known that your whole life and you actively have been watching yourself year after year, not accomplish the goal because of one reason or another. Oh, well, I had a baby. Oh, well, now my baby's in school and now they're not a baby anymore. Or, oh, now my uh, my child has to go to summer camp. So now I can't do this. Or, oh, now I'm taking this class. So now I can't. Now's not a time because I'm taking a class right now. Or, oh, my gosh, I just started a new job. There's no way I can get fit. Or, oh, my gosh, I just got divorced. Oh, I just got separated. Oh, I just got married. Like we have a thousand reasons why we do not reach a goal. And a lot of this like enthusiasm that we get that wanes is often because we really don't want it. We really don't want it. We really don't want to do what it takes to get there. And we think it sounds good to say, I need to lose 10 pounds because everyone has 10 pounds to lose, but we're not really bought into that goal. So we have to find something that we really, really want. Like I can relate to this because I'll tell you, like when I first started going to the gym, you know how they, they take you into that like used car salesman room and they pull out the yellow notepad and they start scribbling numbers on it. Like, all right, so if you sign up for four weeks and then you sign up, you start that at zero dollars and we put 14 down and then, you know, you stay in for 27 months and then for another 37 months and it'll be 14.99 every five weeks. And you're like, what is even happening? I just wanted to work out, <laughs> right? So you get one of those like sleazy, you know, used car salesman, like uh, gym owners, whatever. Then they'll try to sell you like a a package, like you need a personal trainer. All right. So you need to buy 24 sessions because if you're 24 sessions, you go once a week, come for an hour, it will train you and we'll do this, this and that. And what's your goal? And they always ask you, what's your goal? And I used to be the one to sit there like, I just want to start working out. I don't have a goal. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I just know that I sit all day and I want to start moving. And they're like, no, but you need a goal. So I would be like, all right, fine. I want to lose 10 pounds. Like, cause that's everyone's goal. But I never bought into that goal. Cause I really didn't feel like I needed to lose 10 pounds. I really did just feel like I wanted to move my body and feel healthy and be a little toned. That's all I wanted to do. And this guy was like, you need to have a goal. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. So if the goal that we have is not coming from us, if it's not something that we're really bought into, we're not going to stick to it. 
and it has to feel achievable. And I know that if you've struggled with weight for many, many years or even your whole life, or if you struggle to eat healthy and you feel like you fail at it time and time again, your brain is going to resist the idea of you setting another goal. You're going to tell yourself that I'm going to fail again. I'm not going to be able to do it. And that is why you need support. Not only to help you realize that you absolutely can reach any goal that you want, but also to get you past the hump of realizing why you have failed in the past. A lot of times we were sold these like 30 day programs, these quick fix things and all of these ideas we get in our head, oh, we can't eat carbs or okay, now I'm going to try keto because everyone's doing that or I have to do HIIT workouts because that's, that's the way you have to do it. Like every new trend that comes out is designed to suck you of time and money and not give you the results long term. So I understand being skeptical about it. And honestly, I really, I struggled for a while with this because I did not want to be in the fitness industry because I didn't want to be associated with things like that. I really wanted to help people. And I felt like everyone in this industry was just doing the same thing, selling a detox tea or a fat burner pill or all of these things that we all fall victim to because we do want to look and feel better. And it's the most natural human desire there is, but there is a good way and a bad way to go about it. So I encourage you to really take this time to reflect. Do not make the same mistakes that you made last year, the year before that, and the year before that. And don't set yourself up for failure. Don't be too optimistic. Set a realistic goal. Have a plan. Have a way to track your progress and get some support. And as you probably know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm a huge advocate of coaching. I have a coach for bodybuilding. If you're not aware, I'm a natural bodybuilder and it's something that I am passionate about. I really just recently got into the sport, but what I definitely realized is that it is not for the faint of heart. It is not easy. And to me, if you don't have a coach, it can be virtually impossible. Now, even, you know, maybe a more seasoned athlete, they might feel like they can do some shows on their own, but quite frankly, even Michael Jordan had a coach like Phil Jackson had a job, even though Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan well, is Michael. He's not dead. I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm saying like he's dead. Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, but Phil Jackson still had a job. And I want you to think about that because you might go, Oh, well, but that's Michael Jordan. I don't need a coach, but Michael Jordan was the best that ever did it. Arguably. I mean, you know, maybe you'll say LeBron. I don't know. Maybe you'll say Kobe. I don't know. You insert whatever name works for you, but think about these people that were the best that ever did it. Not only did they still practice, but they still had coaches. And most of them had multiple coaches for different areas of their game, of their sport, and of their life. So think about, even though you might not want to operate on Jordan level, right? But your Michael Jordan level might be different than mine or your best friend or even Michael Jordan himself, right? Maybe you don't want to win championships. Maybe you don't want to be in the Olympics. Maybe you don't want to be on a bodybuilding stage. But you want to be your best self, And if you're really serious about getting there, I promise you no one who's done anything worth doing and done it very well and been successful at it has done it alone. You do not have to do this alone. And that is one of the biggest mistakes I think people make, hiding behind our shame, hiding behind our fear, our fear of success and our fear of failure. Because if we do reach our goal, if we do get the dream body we want, then what are our excuses for why we feel miserable every day? What are our excuses for looking in the mirror and not liking what we see if we've reached our goal? So there's a fear of success too, but there's also the fear of failure because you've probably been sold a bunch of lies before or you've had things that just did not work or you think, I'm not going to stick with it. I never stick with it. But that's not true. You're not meant to do it alone. You're not meant to be an island. All of us need support. All of us need each other and all of us need help. 
So I would invite you to really think about this as you are making your New Year's fitness goals. I will be talking about uh, throughout the season, different things that you can do to make sure you set realistic goals that you can stick to. But if you're thinking, look, I am really motivated right now. I want to take advantage of this motivation. I want to get on the fast track to reach my goals and I don't want to make the same mistakes. I invite you to uh, have a chat with me. Go to plantpowerfitness.com. There is an application for coaching there. You can look through it, see if it's something that you might be interested in. Uh, If so, uh, book a time on my calendar. Let's have a conversation. Uh, If not, uh, that's great as well. I will definitely point you in the right direction regardless of whether or not uh, you decide to work with me or if, if I decide, you know, it's a good fit or not. But I definitely do think that whatever you do, you need to get support. And I advise you to not just rely on friends and family for this. Because uh, one one sense, it can also be a little bit selfish, right? Because you're really relying on them to keep you motivated and to support you, but that's really not the nature of your relationship. And so even though, back to my Michael Jordan example to beat that uh, to death, <laughs> you know, he had a Scottie Pippen, right? But but he didn't have like his, his brother, sister, dad, or whatever on the court with him. You know, he had players that he played with and he had other people that were other professionals that helped him get to to become who he who he is or was or I don't know. He's still alive. <laughs> I keep saying that, but he's retired. So that's why I keep saying was as, as far as a basketball player. But anyway, um, I hope you found this helpful. I hope this has helped you avoid some of those pitfalls that most people make when they're thinking about setting a New Year's fitness resolutions or goals. And I hope you continue to listen to the podcast. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out. We are on Instagram at Platinum Power Fitness. We do answer our messages there. So if there's something you want me to address on the podcast, feel free to shoot over a question or any feedback you have or something that you want to hear about on the show. Definitely reach out and let us know. Uh, But I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, I'm wishing you health and success in the new year. Thank you for listening to the Plant Empowered Fitness Podcast. Connect with us on Instagram at Plant Empowered Fitness. To find out how we can help you meet your personal health and fitness goals, go to plantempoweredfitness.com. That's plantempoweredfitness.com.